This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Rugby Pod World Cup Media Roundup. Ireland dispatched Scotland to confirm their blockbuster quarterfinal showdown with the All Blacks. We hear from Ireland's coach Andy Farrell and captain Johnny Sexton. Scotland coach Gregor Townsend also reflects on his side's disappointing exit from the tournament. Wales have finished the pool stages unbeaten after their win over Georgia, but have been hit with a couple of key injuries. A broken arm has ended to Lupe Faletau's tournament, while a pulled groin has Gareth Anscombe under an injury cloud. We get the latest from coach Warren Gatland. And England has also made it through the pools without dropping a game, so we hear from coach Steve Borthwick after their lucky escape over Samoa. Johnny, given what was at stake and you know the pressure you guys put on yourselves, you, you talked about it as, a, as like a last 16 game. How pleased are you with the response to that from the team and how you played? Yeah, very happy. Um, you know, sometimes when you know in the back of your mind, you, you've got a different permutations with if you had one point, if you had two, if, you, if you're losing by, you know, all these different things. And we just needed to narrow the focus and say we're here to, to, to win the game and, and put in a performance to, to do that. So uh, very happy with with the lads and um, we're exactly where we want to be now in terms of we won the pool um, and now we're into the quarterfinal. And, you know, we always knew most likely play France or New Zealand. Um, there's no easy... <laughs> There's no easy option there, um, and now we've got New Zealand, so it'll be a, a very tough game. And I see that they were talking about revenge already and stuff like that, so it'll be a game they want, and um, you know we need to be ready for it. Just on that, what, like, what does what you achieved in New Zealand last summer do for the confidence levels going into next week? We went to New Zealand, and Andy told us he put us under the the most pressure that he, he could find, you know, to go on a three-test tour, but also do the midweek games it was to test us and to make us learn and we learned so many lessons um in on that tour to to take with us for the six nations you know to win a grand slam and then it's put us in this situation again you know to to have to play them again you know that they've already said you know it's one that they want and um you know when they're hurting and they they want to prove it right that's the biggest challenge in in rugby to try and beat them when they're in that uh, frame of mind so you know two teams will both move up be under pressure uh, for for different reasons and uh, it'll be who copes with that the best and who can put their game out there on on the biggest day when they when the pressure is on Andy, just at the end of the game you stood by yourself for a couple of minutes and you looked up at the fans just singing the different irish songs it looked like you were having a bit of a moment just taking it all in Oh no, my, my wife and my two girls were there. Uh, that's why I was singing to them. I think it's amazing, like, you know, the, the songs at the end of the game. I love all that. I mean, 
we got a bit of stick, didn't we, for walking round uh, um, against South Africa? But we've we've walked round uh, um, and, and thanked the fans in every game. It's the least that we can do when they turn out in the in, in the thousands like like they've done. And you know, we play for them. We talk about it every week. I talked about it before the game today in the in the, in the dressing room. It means more than what people think, 100%. And I know that France is buzzing with Irish people, but I believe it's going bonkers back home, like, you know? We're a bit torn a little bit between where do we want to be, like, you know? Is enjoying it with the fans back home or, or staying here? We'll stay here for now. And we know when we turn up for training on Monday, you know, we're not just doing it for ourselves. How important was that defensive set early in the first half? I think it was 18 phases. It felt like a big moment. Did it feel like that in the coaches? It's amazing. Too? It's amazing because um, you've just got to keep doing what you what you know you've got to do. And it, and it's tough at times because Scotland were threatening, throwing the ball around everywhere. But I thought our systems were strong. Our contacts were strong. And it's a it's a sickening blow when you when you're actually attacking really well and and we was able to keep them out and get down the other end of the field and all of a sudden you know another seven points on, on on the board is it's a tough one to take but that's that's what top level rugby has to be all about and it's something that we've been always striving for and the first half performance not being perfect but that's perfect as well you know that we was able to just roll with whatever was being thrown and absorb it and uh, and come back and strike at the right time. So it's very pleasing. Before the, their three last uh, games, uh, New Zealand uh, has lost against uh, France, against South Africa, and now they face you in the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals, do you feel like it's the good time for you to to play against them right now? Uh, no, no. I think New Zealand. A fantastic side, and for little old Ireland to be um, talked about in the same bracket as as the All Blacks shows that how far we've come as a as a as a rugby playing nation. But the respect that we've got for New Zealand is is through the roof. The form that they've got at this moment in time is is top draw, and like Johnny said before, I'm sure that they will be relishing this fixture to try and put a, a few things right. So it's tough, as tough as it gets. I mean. Two weeks ago, it was a tough game, and you know this one was knockout, knockout tight rugby. So it gets a little bit tougher. It gets a whole lot tougher next week um, against the All Blacks, and uh, hopefully they'll need to be at their best to beat us as well. History on the double on the line next week. It's a chance to go 18 in a row, which only two teams have ever done in history, and it's a chance to go further than any Irish team has ever gone before the World Cup. What makes you think this team can make history next week? Because I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, and neither do the, the team think that we've played our, our, our best rugby yet. We know where we want to go and what we're trying to achieve. Will we ever get there? I, I don't know. But it's it's days like next week um, that, that's coming where we, we need to find out a little bit more about ourselves, and these lads are, are certainly willing to do that. Do you have an update on the players who got injured this evening? Yeah, uh, obviously. We'll see how they um, pull up in the morning, but um, Mac went off with a HIA and then came back on, felt his calf straight away, so we got him off. James Ryan has a bit of a knock on, on, on his wrist that um, we need to assess more, so we'll see how he is. Um, the James Law got a, a bang in the eye and his eye shut and couldn't really see much, but he was... Uh, his vision was coming back towards the end of the game, which is which is good. So, and then a few more bangs and bruises that we'll need to assess tomorrow.
with Scotland tonight with head coach Gregor Thompson and captain Jamie Ritchie. What went wrong? What went wrong? Well, conceded a lot of points in the first half, which made it very difficult to win the game. Um, I think the early try didn't wasn't really a factor because for the next 15, 20 minutes we we put some um, good rugby together, but we didn't have any points on the board. But the the tries before half time, uh, which we'll we'll obviously look at and go. We could have defended better, um, but. I've got to give credit to Ireland. They they executed very well, and the game went away from us. In the second half, um, I was really proud with the proud of the effort, the display, the intent to not let the score become a bigger one and actually come back and um, show who we, who we were in attack. Craig, were you disappointed Finn didn't go for the posts in those three opportunities in the first half? No, I think if you saw the the score line, three points wouldn't have helped us. So. We just needed to convert when we had the, the opportunities of line out. I think we got close to the, the trial line a couple of occasions and we didn't turn that pressure into five or seven points uh, and we would have needed five or seven points the, the way Ireland were playing. You've, you've congratulated Ireland. Did you, did you get anything from Ireland there that you weren't anticipating? No, they were, they were just very good. Um, I thought they defended really well. At times we were getting half breaks, making some meters and with a lot of pressure went through a lot of phases and they they kept their shape and in that first quarter in particular uh, in the second half we we did manage to get um in behind their defense but i thought they they started really well what was going to try in the first couple of minutes and then it was a it was a proper test match in terms of both teams having opportunities for 20 minutes and then they took theirs and they're very clinical at taking them they're the best in the world for a reason, probably the thing that stands out from an attacking perspective is when you give them entries into the 22, they're very good at coming away with points and they showed that again tonight. Gregor, does, it, does this feel like a wake-up call about where Scottish rugby is compared to the really top teams on the, on the big days? Well, yeah, to obviously it's a, it's a very disappointing result that we've gone out of the World Cup playing the number one team in the world and they they were well ahead at half-time, but... We played the number two team in the world in their opening game and it was it was a close game. We've played France, who are the favourites of the World Cup. So, no, I think it, in isolation, it's a, a really disappointing defeat against a very good side um, that we believed that we had the ability to beat. But they were the better team tonight. Um, they were excellent, probably the best I've seen them play. So, yeah, it's it's probably where, where we are and where they are in terms of um, their rankings and why they're, I'd imagine, now the favourites for the World Cup, but certainly one of the, the two favourites. Gregor, this is three times in the last four World Cups that we've not got out the group, and tonight feels very similar to, to four years ago when we lost to Ireland. Does something have to change fundamentally in our game, whether it be personnel at coaching and playing levels, but also structures as well? Because it, it just seems like we keep repeating things that's not working okay yeah we've gone out to the world cup um i think you've got to look at each world cup differently we were drawn with the number one and number two team in the world at the start of this world cup and we lost to them both we've never been a team ranked above us in any world cup we've played in uh so you may have to go all the way back to 1987 to, to ask can we do better and we certainly have to do better and the responsibility is mine um we believe that we we could get out of this pool. We still believe that after losing to South Africa, 
and the response of the players showed in training and the two games we played gave us an opportunity tonight, which we didn't take, Ireland took, and they're a better team than us on tonight's performance and I think that's the 17th win in the row, so they're, they're clearly been a better team over the last couple of years. Now, if we can get on their, the journey they've been on over the last few years, then great. But it's, it's easy saying that. It's another thing doing it. But you become a better team for defeats as well as victories. And we've got to make sure that this defeat makes us a better team for the Six Nations that come up and also for, for the next World Cup. But I think the Six Nations are much more relevant than the next World Cup. Warren, the uh, injuries to Faletau and Anskin, can you, how concerning are they and what are they? Uh, Toby's broken his arm, so he'll, he'll be out. And um, we're just going to uh, sort of assess uh, Gareth over the next 72 hours, really. So he's pulled his groin very high up, but uh, talking to the, the medics, said he's got a bit of power still in his leg, which is a, which is a positive, means that it's not fully come off the bone. So... We'll, we'll probably know in the next 48, 72 hours in terms of um, you know, what, what we need to do with him, whether we, we've got time for him to recover or whether we need to make a replacement. Obviously, we've got to look at um, a replacement for Faletau, whether that's directly as a loose forward replacement or whether we look at another position. We've got you know, a few sore players, you know, particularly in the backs after today's game. If you do see um, Liam Williams on crutches, it's not that he's... Uh, done anything significantly bad he's just got a, he got a whack on the knee and the medics have just said just from a comfort comfort perspective just putting on some crutches would just take a little bit of uh, him having to walk around and stuff so you know he's got he's got a knock and probably won't take a huge part in training um, nearly part of next week but um, you know hopefully he'll be uh, fit for the quarter final. Hi Warren, you, you said you wanted Lewis Rizamit to have more of the ball and obviously that kind of saved Wales in the second half today uh, and secondly, you know, of all the players you've coached is he the one you'd want most with a chip and chase 50 yards out? Yeah, um, I'd like to see him with a little bit more ball in hand and having a, having a bit of a crack but uh, you, know, you see the, the, the pace he's got and he's uh, very skillful for, the, for that kick and chase and, and and the ball's in front of him, and he's still a player with a huge amount of potential in terms of the amount of growth he's got uh, going forward. Still young, we think he, he can get better and better as a player. The, the pleasing thing from our point is that you know I do uh, have a bit of a joke with him every day that he's almost six weeks now without missing a training session. He's been training every day. That probably was his downfall in the past, that he'd get a bit of a tight back or a sore hamstring or a sore calf and miss a training session. I don't know whether that was because he wasn't fit enough, or but we get the best out of him by him playing regularly and the fact that he's been training every day. I think we're starting to see the real benefits of that. And you know, like I said, he's got a he's still got a huge amount of um, uplift in where he can go as a as an international player, which is really exciting for us. In terms of potential replacements for Toby, is, is Aaron Rainwright someone who, who you may move move across or? Who might be the options to potentially yeah, call yeah, up? Yeah, look, it's, uh, we haven't. We've had a little discussion about that. We know um, Tommy Rafael was excellent today. We know we've got two outstanding sevens. It's, do you look at that as, as an option, but then that takes away from somebody else and maybe your line-out options um, aren't quite as quite as strong. It may depend on who the quarter-final opponent is. That 
what we you know we would potentially decide to do. That would probably be um, Aaron moving to number eight and then you know, seeing what the makeup of the back row is going to be. You mentioned before this tournament that you would shock some people. I think getting as many points as you have done so far, you've probably done that to quite a few. You mentioned you don't feel like you've perhaps had the credit you deserve so far in this tournament. So how satisfying is it to be sat here as, as pool winners going into the quarterfinals? Yeah, I mean, we, we won a pool in uh, 2019, so to repeat that is from where we were, I think there's um, a lot of credit to the players and the work that they've put in and, and the coaches and the you know, all the support staff. You know, when I look back, I think we can be pretty proud as a nation of what we've done in the last four World Cups. We won 14 of those uh, 16 games in our pool, and the very first one was against um, South Africa. We lost 16-15 and still dispute whether James Hook's kick went over. And then we've lost to a tight contest against Australia in, in, in 2-15 when we probably should have put that game away when they were down to 13 men. So. I think as a group of players and everyone, you know, we're going to be proud of what we've achieved. And a big part of that is that I've continually stressed about when we've been together as a group and we've had the time together, the preparation, we've done the hard work, we've done the conditioning. You know, that's we've definitely built a lot of confidence from that as a team, and you know, that's that's helped us in in preparation for World Cups. And so we knew last week that. We were already in the quarterfinals. That, that probably made today a little bit of a challenge because uh, even though we've had good preparation and training, there probably wasn't quite the, the edge that we had um, against, say, Fiji and, and against Australia, but the boys were good enough to get the job done. And that's, that's sometimes when you see real progress in teams. And um, so we can go away and we can be happy about today knowing that you know, there was a little bit ugly at times and we were under a bit of pressure but um, we were good enough to get the job done and we can start focusing on, on the quarterfinal. Steve, how do you assess that? You got over the line in the end but how do you rate the performance? So the first thing I'll say is immense credit to Samoa. I thought they played I thought they played brilliantly. They talked about it being their World Cup final and that's exactly how they played and um, they really test us, forced us into a lot of errors. So it was a very scrappy performance for long periods by us and a real tough test. And I think that as we look towards now, as I, as I can look towards next week, what would I want it today? A really tough test. And that's exactly what we got. So whilst there was lots of things that weren't at the required standard, there was lots of errors, mistakes, scrappiness. And for a period, there was a there was too many penalties conceded. The, what had then happened was the players got hold of it on the pitch, and found a way to get the result at the end of the day. So not something to be overly frustrated about, and potentially a, a good thing. I think as you, you'll know me by now. I look at everything in incredible detail and try and capture every learning possible. So we 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 win, we draw, we lose, whatever. I'm capturing the learnings from it and making sure we're a better team going forward. Now this will be, um, because it was such a tough test, I think it's the kind of test we, we needed this week going into next week. So there'll be learnings from it, we'll make sure we take them thoroughly and we'll, and we'll perform better next week. Oh, and uh, how, do you, how do you see that similarly to Steve? And uh, I just wanted to ask about the uh, being timed out for the, for the kick. I assume you obviously just weren't aware how close you were to the, to the clock. No, I, I, was, I was unaware of the... the I didn't see the clock. It was it was above where I was where I was picking my target, and I obviously got lost lost a little bit in the kick. But it's, it's, that's that's not good enough. And thank, thankfully, I'm glad for the team's sake that it didn't cost us. Um, 
Yeah, uh, hopefully that mistake doesn't happen again. In terms of the performance, um, massively along the lines of what Steve just said, uh, I think a, a big credit has got to go, go to Samoa and how they came out firing, put us under pressure at times. There'll be loads of stuff that we can do better from that that we'll watch over and, and see in, in detail, like Steve said. Uh, but glad with the, the fight uh, uh, that was shown towards the end, both in getting the try and finding a way, but also after that, scrambling back so that so that Samoa didn't score as well. Uh, Steve touched on there, but is this kind of what you needed before the quarterfinals in, in a way? I think it's good that we've had a tough, a tough, tough test match. Samoa are, are, are a tough team and, and they showed that in, in many different ways today. And as I said, we, they put us under pressure at times um, and that can only put us in good stead. And it's now what we do with, with that performance and how we, how we take them learnings and, and put it into our preparations going into next week. Oh, and um, can I ask for your thoughts on breaking Johnny Wilkinson's points record? Uh, I've not, I've not got too many thoughts. I've already said it's, it's, it's obviously a massive honour even to be in contention, uh, to be around long enough to be in contention. The lads have just given me a nice presentation in, in the change rooms there, which was, which was nice. Uh, but I think my, my focus has fully been on, on us this week. My focus probably will be on us over the next, uh, next couple of days as well. So. Uh, it, it, it might be something to look back on and, and, and appreciate that a bit more later on. But having said that, it's, it is a huge honour. Owen, can I ask you how you rate the England midfield, the one that played against New Zealand in 2019 in the semi-final? How do you think that functioned today? Well, I don't, I don't think it's about the midfield. I think it's about the, the performance as a whole. We'll obviously look at what, what parts that, that bit can do better. And of course, there will be, there will be plenty, plenty that we can do better. But... The, the main thing is the performance on a whole. As has been said, we, we'll look back at it properly and we'll make sure we'll, we'll find the bits that we feel like we can do, we can do better and, and put that into next week. But you are part... Sorry, the midfield is also part of the jigsaw. It's not yeah, just yeah. the jigsaw outside the midfield. So you have a role there. And yeah. given what happened on the field, can I again ask that question? How do you feel it went as a unit? I'd say it's the same as the performance. We'll look at that, we'll see what we can do better. That is part of the performance, you're right. And we'll, we'll look back at it and see the bits that we, that we want to improve and we'll make sure we do. Regardless of how the match panned out and in terms of the pressure and the, and the toughness of the test, in terms of style and how Samoa play, could there have been a sort of better dry run with what's likely to come next Sunday in terms of the style of the, of the Pacific, Pacific Island teams? So we, we know that... Um, and as everybody knows, it's highly likely that we're facing Fiji, although not confirmed yet. So we're preparing for all eventualities as a coaching team. And as I said, I think today was a great test for us. A lot's been said about this England team before, about being in tough circumstances. And a lot of people have, have written things and said things about when the team's in tough circumstances, what they then do. Now, the team was in tough circumstance today. We didn't want to be there. We didn't want to actually play the way that, that got us into that tough circumstance. But this team found a way out of it. And I think what you're seeing now is a team that finds their way through games, finds the way, navigates the way through situations, which has been a, an oft-criticised element of this team. I see a team that finds a way. I see a team that never stops. Now, have we got to be better? Yes, without question, we want to be better. And we'll learn from it and we'll be a better team next week. And just, obviously, Marcus came on and looked lively again. Was that always kind of the plan to, to make that change at some point in the game? to see you know, a sort of different iteration of the back line yeah. and just you know, give that chance to gel as yeah. well. 
So one of the things we're, we're certainly trying to do is we're, we're trying to expedite things very, very fast here. So we had the coaching team together for this Rugby World Cup preparation period. We have combinations we want to play and work together. For obvious reasons, there's been some combinations that we haven't necessarily been able to run very much recently. So what we're trying to do, when I talk about learning, uh, you should take me very seriously. We are working every minute to learn from every minute of game, every minute of training, because that's what we need to do. And I think what you see is whilst the, the performance is not what we wanted today, I think you've seen a, an England team that's that's worked to improve consistently. You know, I, I reflect again that there's been many times where these, these players have been written off quite badly. Uh, there was many times, and I said at the start, I said all the way through the summer, the team will be ready for September the 9th. The team was ready for September the 9th. And then it's continued to build, and, and ultimately there was many people who wrote that this team would not get out of the group stages. And the team's progressed. And now, what this team will do, and I said it before, the character of these men, I just think is outstanding. And, and they follow this man next to me. He was just an example of it. So the, the big players perform on the big stages. And I know they're all looking forward to next Sunday in Marseille. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 